the tip. podcast no guest today just me man just me uh you know i'm gonna probably keep it real short man real short you know probably about 20 minutes just go over a few things um i got two sub two or three maybe two or three subjects today i'm gonna go over you know my acl this shit you know and probably talk about the jets you know seems like the starter training camp, you know, I'm not going to talk about too much. I'm going to just tell, you know, maybe my season goals or season expectations. Well, maybe I should wait. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and do it today. I'm going to just go ahead and do it today. Tell my season expectations, you know, what I hope happens realistically. Tell the ceilings and the floors and stuff like that. Nah, but, you know, so ACL got my surgery the 26th and you know before my surgery I was literally in the house walking without crutches you know doing what I do you know walking around the kitchen uh just you know doing normal uh everyday activities in the house you know obviously nothing crazy like running around or something so but when I went out, I, w- I brought my crutches. You know, if I went to a grocery store, got in the little automatic chairs and stuff. But, you know, I was going to PT pre-op for uh, physical therapy for before operation. And, you know, my leg was feeling straight, you know. It was something that maybe a week went by. I probably wouldn't need crutches to walk around outside and stuff, you know. But I still would have needed them simply because if, if I would have stepped in the crack, my knee would have shifted it would have made the injury even worse you know but so i'm gonna talk about the surgery so i get the surgery you know monday it's about five in the morning wake up can't i can't eat nothing like eight hours before you know so i already wasn't eating so wake up go there you know folks drop me off in a waiting room you know i thought i thought i was gonna be in there for all day and then the next day but it was an in and out same day thing bro I went in there, you know, changed. And when I went back to like get my oxygen, so they had me on the oxygen, just oxygen. I don't know why for like 15 or 20 minutes. And I was like, y'all did the anesthesia that stuff yet? They was like, nah, we ain't did it yet. In my head, I'm kind of nervous about it because I've never been put under, but I really wasn't nervous, nervous too much because I, I trusted them, I knew what they were doing. So bro, I'm sitting here watching this little video on my iPad and literally they say, all right, we're about to uh, start the anesthesia. You know, you're, you're gonna wake up out of surgery. You're gonna be pretty sore. You're gonna be, you know, disoriented. My nigga, when they said that we're about to do the anesthesia, I was like, okay, I swear I was watching something on my iPad for like one or two minutes. And I just, next thing you know, I'm waking up out of surgery, bro. I'm like, yo, like, I wake up, I'm like, ma, like, 
I just I called my mother Ma, so I said Ma and Merle. When I said Ma, it felt like I had a 20 pound weight chain to my tongue. That shit just felt so weird, and my my mouth, my speech was just blurry. You feel me? So I wake up, you know, come from my say, all right, they brought my mom back, you know, daughters and that. We sat back there for like an hour or so, and I just kept going in and out of sleep. And when I finally got like some consciousness to wake up, my guy, like my hamstring, cause they did a, I got the one where they, it's three ways. They either give you like some artificial ACL uh, uh, they do something from your patella tendon or they take it take it from your hamstring. And I got the one from my hamstring since I had, you know, some tissue back there enough to do it. Bro, it felt like I had, like, the nastiest cramp in my hamstring. Like, imagine you got a towel and you stretch your towel out. And then you just tie it in the craziest knot and the towel is you know maybe one foot long and then it comes to be like you know three inches long that's exactly what my hamstring felt like and that shit was towards the bottom like behind my knee so that shit was already hurting and then my quadricep it didn't have no pain but i had this big ass boot on my leg it didn't have no pain but when i tried to like flex my quad my knee i thought i was paralyzed i'm like am i supposed to have feeling in my quadricep like no, you're probably not because they put me on a nerve blocker. So that shit had my quad, like, dead. Like, that shit would not function at all. So, you know, that went by, went home. But when I on the way home, because I haven't had nothing to eat for, like, 15, going on 16 hours, bro, my mouth was, like, that shit was dry. I haven't had nothing to eat or drink. So my mouth was like dumb dry. I had cotton mouth. And then it took us forever to get home. So I still had cotton mouth. Got home. Put my knee up. You know, this is going on seven days. Today's Sunday going on seven days for my surgery. And this shit, it pretty much hurts. It it hurts pretty pretty bad still. But it's I'm looking at it like, the same recovery as when I first tore it, you know, I was, I was just resting, had my foot up for a week, you know, but this shit hurts bad still. I went to PT this week, you know, went to PT, they had me doing calf raises, you know, walking on it, that shit hurts, that shit hurts. Having me do, trying to get my legs straight, like, that's the worst part, trying to get my legs straight. I do it every night and in the morning, you know, little, little exercises. That shit hurts, man. Probably one of the worst pains I've ever felt. Easily one of the worst pains I ever felt. And you know, that got me on some some stuff, but that shit's having me in and out of sleep all day, you know, resting up, just, you know, watching videos on YouTube, Netflix, that's really all. But I go to another PT on Tuesday, we pretty much gonna be doing the same thing. They got these little biohacking machines. You know, it basically makes your quad flex for you and your hamstrings flex and your calves flex but you know i've been getting movement but it feels like my, my like in the mornings when i wake up my hamstrings and my calves it feels like they're just i did like maybe a thousand curls on them or something like i they be so tight and that's just from not being used i'm already knowing that's just from not being used like yeah 
but you know it's a crazy injury definitely it's definitely a crazy injury I didn't expect it to be like this well I did but I didn't expect it to hurt this bad I really didn't expect it to hurt this bad but surgery was successful you know I wouldn't I see what I'm thinking like dang this shit really happened to me you know hopefully I get through it physical therapy successful the weirdest thing to me is going to be like I had some good decent leg I'm not going to say even good I had decent leg growth from what I had but like the atrophy in my legs is like looking crazy like my knee is still swollen from surgery I'm pretty sure it's going to be swollen for about another week or two but it's pretty crazy man I it's something it's it's really something you know I don't like and one of the craziest things is when I went under the anesthesia like it felt like I was only maybe under for maybe two minutes you know like it's not no regular sleep because I didn't have a dream it's like I blinked my eyes and I woke up but I had a three-hour surgery that was what the crazy part I had a three and a half four-hour surgery that's the crazy part you know like it's definitely some that's that's some stuff like you know I see why they get so paid paid so much for that because the way I felt after and that shit was crazy, you know. But enough of that. So I'm gonna talk about, you know, uh, the Jets a little bit. You know, people was down hitting me up saying, dumbass people, bro, saying, what even Zach Wilson saying? Yeah, what even Zach Wilson? Nigga, it's it's literally one day. And his agent is the same agent as Joey Bosa's. Joey Bosa didn't even sign till late August. You know, I don't know what it is with contracts, you know, with our organization, but that Woody Johnson, he's got to go. I wasn't really panicking. I knew they would get it signed because they were just saying this offset language when he won't get, get, get some money, stuff like that. I'm like, because he was obviously getting the same contract as uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know. So that's why I wasn't even, like, really pressed. And plus, he was still working out with the team. He just literally wasn't at the training camp for the first day. But, you know, got him signed. I'm glad, you know. Our offseason signs, let me see. I'm going to start at my favorite offseason signs. I, I should have had this uh pulled up. But I'm going to see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Jets offseason signs. Golly, bro. We had, like, maybe in the top five, maybe one of the top five best offseasons to me. You know, this is just if people stay healthy, obviously, you know. Bro, move. Ooh, bro. God damn. Oh, move. Damn, my damn dog in the way and shit. This is obviously if everybody stays healthy, though. You know, when we did that trade with Jamal, with Jamal Adams last year, I was pretty upset. I loved what he brought to the team, but it's obvious we wasn't in the time frame for him. You know, I don't know why they it was problems signing a safety with his talent. Dude is the best pass rusher safety in the NFL. 
and people say he's basically a linebacker. If he was a linebacker, he would be even crazier because he'd be stuffed in the box. He already be stuffed in the box a lot, but he'd really be stuffed in the box. And he'd be on the edge a lot more, and it would be crazy, you know. But I think, I think, believe uh, Pete Carroll is going to put him in a position to, you know, guard a little better. He's definitely going to be better. Like, hopefully they they get some pressure this year because Jamal Adams was their they best guy for pressure last year. But let me see. So what we did this year, Marcus May on a franchise tag. You know, I want to – I don't least lose sleep if we – if we got him, I don't lose sleep if we sign him back. If we don't sign him back after the season, and, you know, I wouldn't be mad if we did sign him back. You know, he's about to be, after this season, I think he's going to, he came in with Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams, 26. Marcus May is about to be 29 or 30 after this season, you know. So, I understand what they're debating, especially with the Tremaine Johnson situation. We signed a 29-year-old cornerback, and this dude played like six games for us. You know, that nigga failed, you know, but franchise tag Marcus May, you know, hopefully, you know, if Ashton Davis and Sherwood show promise, uh, some good promise, I don't think we'll bring them back. But I like, I like to sign Marcus May back for like, you know, give him two, two years, let him be a Jet for, for, you know, the best years of his career, sign him back for two or three years. You know, he was, I forgot, I think he was on like 14 million, but nah, not that much. But maybe slightly, like slightly lower and be a Jet for life. I'd like to keep him, you know, but started that, signed Corey Davis to a three-year contract. Now him, you know, last year he's playing with A.J. Brown, a true wide receiver one, Derrick Henry, a true running back one, and damn, a nasty play-action offense. So his shit was crossers deep you know, quick outs, you know, get the ball and go. He's going to be doing a lot of that for us. And he's our wide receiver one. I don't believe he's a wide receiver one or will ever be one. I believe he's a great two, though, a great two. And I believe for us, he can be a safety valve for for Zach Wilson, you know. I can see him. He He's a two, but he can get 900, 900 to 1,000 yards with us maybe five or six touchdowns that's what i'm looking for and then maybe he can improve to being not one of the best wide receiver ones but you know a very low end wide receiver one you know he's only 25 26 he's got time to grow and improve and if you know uh eliza moore shows promise shoot that's just gonna make everybody's job easier especially if our run game shows promise you know so then Corey Davis, you know, signed Keelan Cole from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I think that was an underrated move simply because he's a good sp – I'm pretty sure he's going to be playing – I don't know. I think he plays special teams for Jacksonville. But, you know, Jacksonville had hella people out last year. Hella people out last year. What we signed him on? Uh – see yeah bro like Jacksonville had hella people out last year playing with, I don't even know where QB was you know regular season he had 88 88 targets 55 catches for 640 yards five touchdowns that's a good rotation wide receiver for us you know 
great. I'll take that, you know, him coming in on, you know, different schemes. You know, maybe being, I can really, see, I don't know what Mims is on. I really do not. I hope he is good, but I can really see Keelan Cole being a lot of wide receiver three. Uh, a lot of maybe being in, he's a great run blocker apparently to what some, I heard somebody talk about as a Jacksonville fan. He's apparently a great run blocker for wide receivers. And if you paid attention to uh, Fran, San Fran the past few years, LaFleur, uh, obviously he likes wide receivers that can run block, run block and get downfield, you know. Keelan's a, mm, not the biggest, I, I think he's 6'1", somewhere around there. Ah, And we signed Dan Feeney, a guard, you know, just for depth. Sheldon Rankins, that's a sign I like for the interior. Now him, bruh, he don't, it's a rotation for him. His best season, eight sacks with the Saints. I'm not even asking for eight sacks or won't eight sacks. I'm just looking for a good production, you know. Quentin Williams is get, is tired. He comes in on some third downs. You know, we're in the Patriots division, so we're going to be playing the fucking Patriots with Cam Newton. And then Bill Belichick is trying to run the ball down our throat, so that's a good sign. I hope he can stay healthy. And we took another uh, pass rusher, Vinny Curry from the Eagles. Rotational sign, depth, obviously. Tevin Coleman, if he can stay healthy, I believe he's probably going to be our number one true runner for the team. If he can stay healthy. And I believe probably somebody, probably, I really want to see Michael Carter, you know, get a lot of reps do from UNC, but we'll see. Uh, we're, we're, I'm just going by what I saw from last year, you know. San Fran, he's a lot of, two or three running backs they don't care what your name is if you got the hot hand that day they're gonna give you the ball that day you know if you're not running it that good this week next week the next man might and they'll be you know getting 100 yards you know so i'm not really picky on those stats for no running back just you know get the dub uh so then let me see uh sign carl lawson that's going to be good, bro. Quentin Williams, Carl Lawson, and Sheldon Rankins. That's all three of them could, I don't want to say Rankins can, but Quentin Williams and Carl could easily be have, have 10 sack seasons. Quentin Williams played, I think, 12 games last year. He had eight sacks and like 11 tackle for losses, you know. That's damn near, that's great, you know, especially for a DT. So, you know, they said Quentin Williams was been smoking Lawson and in the first few days of training camp, no pads, but you know, they got the DN's got the edge with no pads. So we'll see what they on next week. Uh let me see. Signed another tackle, Morgan uh Morgan Moses from the 49ers. That was a pretty good sign for us. You know, that that's gonna be just, you know, depth. George Font played great last year, so I mean we'll see what he do this year. But our biggest thing is our D line, especially with Fofa and down God Franklin, God Franklin Myers. Like, bro, if they if they just you know not saying they're gonna have down ten sack seasons, but you know just keep trending upwards, which is what you hope people do. If they just make take a little more steps in their game, 
Like we're on par to have a top five, top six to seven defensive line in the NFL. Easily. Easily. Like I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Alright. Uh Alright, and let's talk about the rookies we drafted. So, obviously, gave up Sam Darnold, moving to the next step in this quarterback process to Zach Wilson. You know, people, his problem, most people got his problem is, like, the competition he faced, but, you know... If you can ball, you can ball like when you go to the league, you know. Nobody says that about no down. I understand he's a high he was the second pick in the draft, you know, but if you can ball, you can ball as simple as that, man. I think it is gonna be a factor, the competition, but he's gonna catch on quick considering we play three of the top five defensive back units in the NFL in the Bills with Trey White. Poyer and uh, who was that? Micah Hyde, and then you got Bill Belichick and Gilmore and McCordy and them, J.C. Jackson. And then you got the Dolphins with Zay Howard and uh, Byron Jones. You know, right there, that's three of the top five, six defensive back units in the NFL. So he's gonna catch on quick. So he's gonna be he's gonna be thrown into the fire. I'm looking for maybe. You know, a ceiling for him this year. Obviously, I don't care too much about the yards and stuff, but I just want to see W's produced. But since we're going to be more of a running team, I got him probably throwing about a ceiling for him would be, you know, 39, 39, uh, 3,900 yards. Man, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 4,000 yards, flat around 4,000 yards. You know, 20, 22, 23 touchdowns and like 13, 14 picks. That would be the ceiling for this season. Uh, uh, the floor, obviously, would have it around like 31, around 3,100 yards, maybe 18 or 19 touchdowns in like. 14 or 15 picks that would be the floor you know I think he's gonna have some throws I think he's gonna have a he's not scared to let it go you know so his picks might be you know at least above 10 this year obviously he's a rookie it's gonna be at least above 13 14 probably you know but it is what it is as long as we can score I really don't have no problem but he can run too like his running ability is underrated like he can run. He had, I think he had like eight touchdowns on the ground last year, maybe. You know, we'll see. Uh, sec so then, you know, I think we select Elijah Vera Tucker at round one, number at 13. They say he's the best interior offensive lineman, and they say he has... Uh, tackle, he could play tackle, you know. He's really versatile. I'm glad we took him. Got if he even has, you know, 
half of the season, how Beckton played last year, we're going to be dominant on the left side of the line. So, and that's important, especially since we're going to be running a lot of outside zone running, play action, running outside the tackles, outside the guards a lot. Not really going to be running in between the guards a lot, I don't believe, especially with our center situation. Uh, Next pick, wide receiver, Elijah Moore. A lot of people had him like, you know, the top three, top four wide receiver in this class. Top five, Max, you know, especially since, like, he's good after the rack, good, and he's going to be in a slot, you know. Uh, I think he can, he's going to definitely be productive. He can damn do jet sweeps, all of that. Right now they got Jamison Crowder over him on a depth chart. Which people, some people have a problem with it. I don't right now because I feel like he's going to get that starting spot pretty soon once the games come. But, you know, Jameson Crowder, he had, people talk trash. But he had a decent year last year. He was our best player on offense last year. And a terrible offense with you running halfback dives and play actions from Frank Gore. Like, and you expecting Crowder to get open. Like, he had a decent year. And us adding other people, I can see why he's, He's still the starting slot on the uh, on the thing on the on the death chart, but you know, Moore is gonna be great. I think he's gonna be the best playmaker on the team once he get the ball in his hands. You know, best rackability. It's gonna be good. Fourth took Michael Carden, running back from North Carolina. That dude is a beast. That dude can run hard. I I see him being like running back two. You know, before the season's over with, or when the season you know gets mid mid season stroll, it's gonna be tough. We just gotta. It's gonna be all about our O line. Uh, Sherwood from Auburn, Jamie and Sherwood, a safety, but they moved him down to weak side linebacker. I don't know why. I think he should be playing safety. I don't know too much about him, but. Especially how thin we are at the safety spot with just well we're not thin, but we got Aston Davis, Marcus Joyner, and uh Marcus May, but I feel like Sherwood should be getting those safety reps. But apparently I was reading an article that said Robert Saleh Salah when he was with the forty ers he always played the two starting safeties. Like he never had a third safety on the field. Never had a, never had three safety, a three safety personnel. None of that. Like just two deep safeties all the time. Maybe one in the box, but yeah. Then we took Michael Carter, another safety from Duke. That's why I'm again like we took all these safeties. I guess it's just a fine one to replace Marcus May, maybe if one of them pan out, you know, it's going to be good. So then you got Jason Pinnock from Pittsburgh, a corner. I seen, I heard some good stuff about him in the first few days of training camp. You know, corner is just, uh, we're thin there. Not too much talent. Hopefully we can clean that up next draft. I was hoping we got Richard Sherman or Steven Nelson in free agency, but, you know, didn't pan out. Uh, number six pick, Hamza from Concord, North Carolina. Uh, Played safety at Florida State, but they got him playing weak side linebacker. 
which I'm pretty cool with that. I feel like they're going to make, he needs to put on maybe like 10, 5 to 10 pounds. But he's long, he's already long and strong, you know. But I feel like when you NFL, he's going to have to put on just a little bit more weight because those old linemen are going to be, they're going to be different. And our division has, you know, some pretty decent O-lines, especially with the quarterbacks in there with fucking uh, Josh Allen, Cam Newton, and them, you know. And then you got the Patriots who are going to run it down your throat. Another cornerback from Kentucky, Brandon Eccles. Uh, I think he's going to be playing a lot of slot corner. You know, I don't know too much about him. You know, he should turn out good. And then our last pick is Jonathan Marshall, DT from Arkansas. He's just a rotation. I don't think he's really going to be getting much time. But, yeah, that's about it with our team this year, man. We got a – I'm going to that first game this year. It's going to be – it's going to be interesting. We got Panthers week one. That That is going to be good. I'm about to look, peep our schedule real quick. Peep our schedule real quick for this year. Like, I'm going to give a little – what's uh, what, what I think it can be. All right, week one, we got Carolina, you know. I feel like that's a winnable game for either Carolina or us, you know. I don't think Carolina's going to be able to deal with the pressure we're going to be sending them. But I don't think also we can deal with their wide receivers and their playmakers. You know, also don't think they can deal with – I mean, I think their DBs are slightly better, especially with getting J.C. Horn. But I think we can still win that game. That's a winnable game. Patriots week two. Depending on how we play week one, I'll, it'll depend if we can beat them week two. People think we can't beat the Patriots. I mean, they made a lot of good signs, but I still think we can beat them. At least one of the games during the year. Broncos, I think we're going to win that game. I simply just think we're going to beat them. Like, nothing else around it. Titans, you know, I'm a Derrick Henry fan, but shit. I hope we can scheme something up against what they got, bro, because, you know, they got AJ and Julio. I don't even want to talk about Derrick Henry. Their wide receivers are just going to cook us, man. It's not going to make no sense. Atlanta, I think we can beat them. You know, they got, I mean, really down, but their defense is just, I still don't believe in their defense. Plus, I think we can get some pressure on them. So I think that's a wonderful game. Got Patriots again. Turn around pretty quick. I think we can beat. I think we're going we're going to split with them. Bengals, winnable game. Still don't think the Bengals did much to their offensive line to, you know, really like say uh, you know, they got obviously some wide receivers that can, you know, get out get open on our DBs, but we'll see how it's that's going to be like week 7, I think. So we'll know how their O-line is looking by then. And we'll know if we can get back there. I believe we will. But, yeah. Then we got Colts. Probably not going to win that game. Bills probably not going to win that game. Dolphins. Uh, If we coming off two losses, I think they're going to be pretty hungry for a loss. So, I think that's going to be a winnable game. Then we got Texans. Winnable game. I think we'll win that. Eagles. Winnable game. We'll win that. Saints. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's going to be a game where we surprise people because uh, they're first off there in, in New York in December 12th. And them in New York December 12th, I hope it's brick that day. I mean, it's not really going to affect their, you know, running, but I believe it'll affect their passing. So then we got Dolphins, uh, Split, Jaguars, we're going to win that game. Buccaneers lose, then uh, Bills, last game of the season. We probably don't lose the last two games of the season. But, yeah, man, that's the sum of, of our season right there. You know, hopefully we can – I'm hoping we can get maybe eight, eight – seven wins. Our ce eight, eight wins is our ceiling. Four or five wins the floor. You know, even if we get five wins, that's an improvement from last year. I'm looking for just improvements on the field, you know, but that's all I got today, really, man. Uh, that's all I got today, so. Well, I can talk about Boston, but I'm going to save that for another day. The Celtics, you know, they got some stuff going on. I'm going to at least wait till free agency to talk about them. So, I mean, let's wrap up <laughs> episode five.